Hello, and welcome to the Voice of Democracy podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Carter. In this podcast, you will hear intriguing and thoughtful interviews, as well as actual tips and strategies that can be implemented either in your institution, health and wellness, and education. Our podcast is not about name recognition or being famous. Everyone has untapped potential. Today's fast-changing landscape demands nation leaders who can quickly adapt, build trust, and deliver value. Through people and technology, we're listening and providing insight on tough political and business challenges, including talent, transformation, geopolitical conflicts, pandemics, and social injustice. In this podcast series, Voice of the Markets offers insights to help you tackle today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow. Through social change, we will be the voice for democracy, American promise, global mission. Thank you for spending time with us today. Now, let's jump into your daily dose of Voice of Democracy. Today's focus and highlights will be on gun violence, a unique to the U.S. In today's podcast, I want to talk through three ways about Americans' gun problem. First, the number of guns is an issue for America. Reducing mass shootings. Focus on a bigger problem. First, let me open by stating Many Americans are so accustomed to the daily toll of gun violence that they may not realize how much of an outlier the U.S. is for anything related to firearms. Outside of mass shootings like the massacre of Sandy Hook Elementary School, which almost 11 years ago, killing of children rarely get much attention. So I want to explain how different the U.S. is when it comes to gun deaths among teenager and younger children. Facts. Guns are now the number one cause of deaths among American children and teens ahead of car crashes, other injuries, and congenital disease. In other rich countries, gun deaths are not even among the top four causes of death. In a recent study founded by the Kaiser Family Foundation reported and found the U.S. accounts for 97% of gun-related child deaths among similar large and wealthy countries. Despite making up just 40% of this group's overall population. So let's look at some other facts here. So we're going to look at firearms deaths per million people ages 1 through 19. The U.S. 56.2, Canada 6.2, France 3.1, Australia 1.6, Germany 1, U.K. 0.5, Japan 0.3. This data was reported the source of the CDC and the United Nations. If the U.S. had gun death rates similar to Canada's, about 27 correction, 26,000 fewer children would have died since 2010, according to to the Kaiser Institute um, Foundation report. But the trend has has been going in the opposite direction. Gun deaths among teens and younger kids have gone up in the U.S., while they have declined elsewhere. The victims are disproportionately people of color and most often black boys. 
Why is America such an outlier? Because it has many more guns? The U.S. has more guns than people. This abundance of guns makes it much easier for everyone to carry out an act of violence with a firearm in America than in any other wealthy country. This is not to say that America, country, that America and other countries don't have violence. Obviously they do, but when a gun is involved, as is more likely in the U.S., death is much more likely a result. The outcome is reflected in, a, in other statistics that I had mentioned by the Kaiser Institute. To continue this line of logic, the U.S. has lost the will to protect its citizens, such as women, racial minorities, and especially children. Australia, Britain, and other countries tightened their gun laws after mass shootings. Those countries um, um, had restrictions that, that, that led to less gun violence. Changing America's gun culture, not as gun laws, is a bigger challenge. We need to confront mental instability, social isolation, and other cultural problems driving young men to violence. And I say young men, I emphasize young men because most of the violence, not all, but most of the violence of mass shooting and killing has been done by young men. In every country, people get into arguments, hold racist views or suffer from mental, illness, mental health issues. But in the US, it's easier for those people to pick up a gun and shoot someone. That reality is what allowed an 18-year-old to obtain an assault rifle and kill 19 children and two teachers at an elementary school classroom in Uvalde, Texas, on a couple years ago. And it, and it was what makes the U.S. a global outlier when it comes to gun violence, with more gun deaths than any other, than, 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 than of his peers, excuse me. So let's look at some facts at public shootings in which four or more people were killed. Shows how much the U.S. stands out. The number of mass shootings developed countries from 1998 to 2019. United States, 101. France, 8. Germany, 5. Canada, 4. Finland, 3. Belgium, 2. Czech Republic, 2. Italy, 2. Netherlands, two. Switzerland, two. Australia, one. Austria, one. Croatia, one. Lithuania, one. New Zealand, one. Norway, one. Slovakia, one. United Kingdom, one. The source was provided by a reporter by Jason R. Silva. So now we look at the number of guns. Where there are more guns, there are more gun deaths, as I mentioned previously. Studies have found this to be true at the state and national level. It is true for homicides, suicides, mass shootings, and even police shootings. It is an intuitive idea. If guns are more available, people will use them more often. If you replace guns in that sentence with another noun, it would be so obvious 
and so and and as to be banal. Stricter gun laws appear to help. They are associated with fewer gun deaths in both a domestic and a global context. While losers while correction, while looser gun laws are linked with more gun deaths, but federal laws are lax. Other developed countries typically require at least a license to own a gun. If they allow someone to get a firearm at all in the U.S., even a background check, it is not always required to buy a gun, a result of poor enforcement and legal loopholes. Now we're looking at reducing mass shootings. The U.S. is always going to have more guns and consequently more deaths than other rich countries, given the Second Amendment. Mixed public opinion, obviously, and a closely divided federal government, lawmakers face sharp limits on how far they can go. But since America's gun laws are so weak, there is a lot of room to improve and at least cut some of the gun deaths. To reduce mass shootings, some experts have several ideas. And I have written a article about this. You can find on media.com and you can look at gun violence in the US if you care to take a further look at that. And I also put in some recommendations on what America can do to help um, reduce this uh, pandemic. So one thought was more thorough background checks might stop some gun gunmen like those in the church shootings in Charleston, South Carolina in 2015, in Sutherland, Springs, Texas in 2017. Red flag laws allow law enforcement officials to confiscate guns from people who display warning signs of violence, like threatening their peers or family members. The laws might have applied to the gunmen in the Parkland, Florida school shooting in 2018. Assault weapons bans would restrict or prohibit access to the kinds of rifles shooters often use. A ban could at least make mass shootings less deadly by pushing gunmen toward less effective weapons, some experts argue. But it is hard to say exactly how much impact these measures would have because little good research exists on the effects of gun policies on mass shootings. One unanswered question is whether a determined gunman would find a way to bypass the laws. If he can't use an assault rifle, would he report to a, or I should say, excuse me, would he resort to a handgun or a shotgun? That could make the shooting less deadly, but not stop it altogether. So now let's, let's look at the bigger problem. Most shootings in America never appear in national headlines. Um, the majority of gun deaths in 2021 were suicides. Nearly half were homicides that occurred outside of mass shootings. There are more typical acts of violence on streets and in homes, and most involve handguns. Mass shootings were responsible for less than 2% of last year's gun deaths. Stricter gun laws could reduce the more common gun deaths. It all comes down to the same problem more guns equal more deaths, gun deaths. Whether a gang shootout in California, a suicide in Wyoming, or a school shooting in Texas, 
this is where we we come down to how we try to figure out a solution and again as i just stated it, there is no easy way and and it's debatable um, but we do know more guns lead to more deaths so as i began to wrap up i, I don't want i just want to look at some comparisons of mass shootings historical context so what, we, what I want to do is look at the University of Texas Tower shooting in August of 1961. And then I want to jump to the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. So that's the comparison. So give some, for those who don't remember, obviously some of us weren't even born, right? Of 1966. So let's, let's do something, the comparison. Let's make sure we understand what took place then. The University of Texas Tower shooting was an act of mass murder which occurred on August 1st, 1966 at the University of Texas at Austin. So this gunman total time of, of the mass shooting was approximately 96 minutes. The perpetrator was a 25-year-old Marine veteran, Charles Whitman, indiscriminately fired at members of the public both within the main building tower and from the tower's observation deck. He shot and killed 15 people. In, the, in this 96 minutes, he shot and killed 15 people, including an unborn child. He injured 31 other, others before he was killed by two Austin um, Police Department officers. And as, as I stated, approximately 96 minutes after the first opening fire observation, um, from that tower took place. So let's look at what type of weapons he used in these 96 minutes. A Remington 700, the type of rounds he, he used was six, um, six mic mic. A universal M1 carbine, a Remington model 141.35 caliber, a series model 60 automatic shotgun, and okay, I found this on the web for S model 60 semi. And then I apologize, my series series came on. Um, as I said, he he had series models a series model 60 semi-automatic shotgun 12 gauge, and a Smith and Wesson model 19 a .357 Magnum, and a Luger uh, P08 um, nine mic mic. So in the 96 minutes, he was able to. As I stated, kill 15 people, injured 31. Okay, so it and and actually including himself, when you actually look at you do you actually do the total of the death total, it actually actually came up to 18 deaths and then three uh, three injured. Okay, so now let's look at the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. In October October 1st, 2017, um, Stephen Paddock, a 64 year old man. Um, from Mesquite, Nevada, open fire on the crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival uh, on the Las Vegas Strip in Nevada. From his uh, uh, from his 30, 32nd floor suite in the Manila Bay Hotel, he fired. Okay, he fired more than 1,000 bullets, killing 60 people and wounding at least 413. Okay, now all of this took place, the time he started firing, 11 minutes. That is a big comparison from 1966 to 2017. 
Now look at his weapons. He had 24 firearms, 14.223 caliber AR-15 type rifles, 8.308 caliber AR-10 type rifles, a .308 caliber bolt action rifle, and a .38 caliber revolver. Um, that's the comparison, people. And 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 you're looking at 96 minutes. You're talking about maybe 15, 18 deaths versus, and I say 11 minutes. Uh, uh, incorrect. I think it's really probably around um, 10 minutes. Actually, you're looking at you know basically. you know, uh, killing of 60 people and injuring like 413. And actually, I think the report actually came out. It was more than that 400. It was injured. It was about 867 approximately injured in 10 minutes, people. So as we wrap up, um, let's go into some other news and some current events around the world and here in the U.S., Latest news, um, Starlink, Elon Musk's uh, satellite system, is often the only way to set internet access in war zones. Now, governments are worried about how he would use that power. We already see how things are going with Twitter, right? Which is no longer called Twitter, called X. Okay. In politics, China um, embedded malware in networks controlling power grids and communication systems used by the military. U.S. official said, Justice Clarence Thomas drives a 267 million RV that was financed by a wealthy friend. In world news, a recent military takeover in Nigeria has completed a coup built in Africa, a line of six countries in, in turmoil. West Africa leaders threaten military actions unless Nigeria's coup is undone. Also in the world news, scientists uh, revived the roundworms that spent roughly 46,000 years in Siberia, permafrost. Also, um, world news, unlike most European countries or European Union countries, Austria is still paying nearly as much as, as <clears throat> much as natural gas from Russia as it is as it was before the war. Russia is using games like Minecraft to spread propaganda. A deadline, I'm back to Niger, a deadline passed for Niger's military junta to reinstate the ousted president or face military actions from other West African nations. There is no sign of intervention so far. Other big stories, a 17-year-old um, cousin of the U Ubaldi gunman was arrested. Hmm. The teenager's mother reported that he was trying to buy a gun and do the same thing. The U.S. is importing fewer goods from China, and Mexico is now the U.S. top lead, top trading partner. Climate: July, July, uh, last month is on track to be the was was on track to be the hottest month globally since recorded keeping, um, beginning in 1850. The labor de the Labor Department will increase heat safety inspections in construction and agriculture for other vulnerable workers. Under opinions. Anorexia runs in families, but passing it to, to one's child is far from inevitable. New Mexico are still living with the fallout from the first atomic test. A white mother sued Southwest Airlines after she was accused of human trafficking when flying with her black daughter. 
Also, did you know on this day, August 13th, 1860, American markswoman Anna Oakley, who starred, who starred in Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, where she was often called Little Sure Shot, was born. On August 13, 1898, excuse me, the U.S. Army took control of the Philippine port of Manila during the Spanish-American War. Also on this day, August 13, 1948, a record day for the Berlin Airlift. Responding to increasing Soviet pressure on Western Berlin, U.S. and British planes airlift a, a record amount of supplies into actions in a city under American-British control. The masses on resupply effort carried out in the weather so bad that some pilots referred to it as, referred to as Black Friday signed that the British and Americans would not give in to the Soviet blockade of Western Berlin. On August 13, 1981, President Ronald Reagan signs the Economic Recovery Tax Act, a package of tax and budget reductions that set the tone for his administration's trickle-down economic policy. On August 13, 1995, New York Yankee star Mickey Mountie dies. Thank you for tuning in and listening today. We appreciate your always uh, tuning in with us and enjoying um, the information that's been provided. The podcast was brought to you by the People First Consultant, Voice of Democracy. For more information about People First Consultant, Voice of Democracy, please visit our website at www.pfcworks.com. American Promise, Global Mission. Thank you for tuning in and listening today. Until next time, please be safe, stay informed, and live well.